Tonight, we got another great guest for you, certified life, love, and sex coach, ordained minister, and published author, Miss Dr. Casey. Talking Junk Network, where entertainment lives. Welcome to Talking Junk. I'm your host, Jason Melendez. Live now every week on Friday. Talking Junk. A multitude of professionals in different aspects, different walks of life. You have to come on and talk junk like a normal person. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Heaven's Pantries Excalibur. Six simple ingredients. Dates, cashews, almonds, cocoa powder, coconut oil, and sea salt makes the perfect vegan brownie. Go order yours off of Amazon right now. You can use the promo code HPSTREET to get 20% off your first order. You can uh, use promo code TALKJUNK69 to get 10% off every order, every single order. We're also sponsored tonight by Dizzle, the premium luxury liqueur coming straight out of California. You got to go to the DizzleBrand.com and order you some Dizzle right now. You will not be disappointed trust me you're gonna dm me dm me and say this was the best choice i've ever made you know why dizzle mixes with everything i have not found anything that this thing mixes wrong with it is the best thing for a saturday night or in this case a friday night welcome to talking junk the podcast that comes to you live every friday night Uh, I got a great guest for you guys tonight. She is well-versed in many, many topics. Uh, She got a couple books out that we're going to get into. Let's just bring her on and dive into, you know, her journey, what brought her to these uh, professions, where she started. I'm pretty sure, like every uh, successful person nowadays she has come from humble beginnings she uh, we were talking uh, a little bit backstage she's a wonderful person so let me uh shine her light on this episode miss uh excuse me and i know that sounded crazy in that intro there's no miss she is doctor she has earned this title dr casey how are you doing hey i'm doing pretty good in yourself i'm doing all right a little flustered for some reason I didn't have my Excalibur today is the, the thing. See, I got it sitting here, and I didn't eat it yet. You got to get some Dizzle in. Oh, I. that's all we do here is Dizzle, Doctor. <laughs> that's all we do here is Dizzle. It looks good. It's amazing. It's mango liqueur. Uh, it's only uh, categorized as liqueur because it's cognac and tequila mixed mm. with uh, splashes and hints of uh, orange and other citrus. It's It's amazing. It sounds good. So thank you again for coming on tonight. Um, 
I know we were supposed to be on last Friday, but uh, circumstances arose and I had to reschedule for tonight. So I'm glad that you had time. Um, how's How was your work week? It was pretty good. So um, I, I have a very complex, um, not really complex situation. I don't work a typical job. I um, generally right now I am really focused on uploading episodes of content to Speaking Freedom TV and um, taking care of my kids, which keep me pretty busy. <laughs> Trust me, Trust I can me. definitely relate. I got uh, three of them over here, three, three little girls. So this is your podcast page from iHeartRadio. Yes. Um, so I have... Radio. I have Speaking Freedom Radio, and then I have a visual version, Speaking Freedom TV, where you can actually see um, the uh, videos of the content. Um, now, the videos is really just um, memes and things that go along with the content that I'm posting. But thus far, I have almost a million views. I should be at a million views on Vimeo within the next um, couple of days, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little behind on uh, posting my uh, my episodes too. My listeners are gonna kill me. <clears throat> so, how did you uh, how did be, how did you become so multifaceted in so many different things? Doctor Casey, you still there? Did you freeze up on me? I think I think you froze up. All right. Hopefully uh she comes back in. There we go. All right. So let's let's read a little bit of her bio right now. It says Dr. Casey, Speaking Freedom founder, is a devoted mother, published author certified life coach in seven disciplines oh can you hear me yes this is gonna be a good episode because we having too many technical problems <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's always a great talk here so i um started life coaching when i was young my cousins older cousins would always call me i've always been the person that my friends go to and I used to dread it. I used to always be like, well, why? I'm the little cousin. I'm the youngest out the crew. Why does everybody call on me? But as I got older, I learned to embrace it. Um, and as I started experiencing adversity, I started to feel like if I was being allowed, if God was allowing me to go through certain things, then I would use it to help people. So over the course of the years, I started to um, get my education in things that I was already familiar with so that I could help people from a credentialed standpoint. Okay. Now, seven disciplines. What, what disciplines are those? So I am a certified life coach, sex coach, um, positive psychology, love coach, a transition coach. <laughs> a transition coach, um, solution focused coach and relationship coach, but I'm also ordained minister. Okay. Now transition coach, does that mean transgender transitioning? 
I mean, it's really whatever type of transitions that you go through. Um, in the coaching, I've done so many classes. I've really covered everything. And then I recently was certified as a mediator. So I can also help solve your legal disputes, um, even divorce uh, and family. So I've kind of groomed myself to be an all-around coach. But your last name should be Monopoly. Hey, um, but I also studied psychology in college. I have a bachelor's in applied management with the emphasis of psychology. But that also, because I went to Grand Canyon, it's a Christian college, um, okay. they have you do a lot of ministry classes. So becoming an ordained minister kind of made sense. Okay. I mean, it, it never hurts. Right. You're, you're love, people. married. Yeah, you can uh, renew vows, marry people. Mm -hmm. It's it's it works. It's it's all together. A one stop now, shop. <laughs> right now, all you need to get is some uh, party planning background, and you got it all. I don't know if I want to plan parties. <laughs> I mean, you got to be a one stop shop. You're already an ordained minister. You got the credentials to be their marriage counselor. You can marry them and uh, plan the party. They they well, all see, they need I, is you. I, I would rather bring somebody in to help with the party plan in part because I mean sometimes you got to share the wealth. Right. Well, if you ever need an MC, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I know where to go. So you you started um, as a certified life coach. Where where did uh, sex educator? When did that happen? Did that happen after marriage marriage counseling? Well, um, I I started out yes with the life coaching um but i've been talking about sex since i started on instagram like some of my more viral underground posts um amongst the community of people that i frequent with uh, was starting about having sex like um the specific post one of my friends from the military said something about um flowers uh for men is giving head and i was like yeah i mean like that should be a pleasure for women and um it kind of in a very um underground way because i tell a lot of people um i went to mace church for a while about six years so i know a lot of people um and a lot of people are familiar with me but i didn't want to be famous like i still don't want to be famous because fame right now means no privacy no right. you know it's it a lot of price. the price that i don't want to pay because i like to go to the grocery store and move around like i like for people to know who i am but not be like trying to be in my face so right. um i will always tell people don't follow me you know don't like the post just you know communicate in a way to where if i post something and I follow you and you post something that corresponds with what I'm saying, I'm going to see it. And then we can communicate like that. So it was kind of like a charades online. So if you ever see me post something and then you see something that looks similar or like it is a response, it probably is, but it's done in a way to where you would really have to know to be in a loop. Because if you're not in a loop, you would just think that it's just, you know, the run of the mill post. Okay. I'm, I'm on your Instagram here. I'm, I'm kind of curious. So uh, I, I, I see started what out, post that was. I had at one point I had 77,000 Instagram posts and um, uh, starting in like 2017, 18, 
I started going and start clearing out the ones that was kind of like pointless um, and just filtering it because I I used to post almost 120 posts a day. Um, wow. so, but as a disabled veteran, that means that I'm Thank at home a service. lot. Thank you. Um, so it was about me curating the tone and setting a tone for people to follow. So um, with that, I would give advice to people about their marriages, about how to keep it spicy. So um, every four, uh, every Valentine's Day, February 14th, I would create posts just specifically like if you're married, this is where you need to look at because I'm going to tell you all the craziest shit that you should do because. So what yeah. you're telling me, doctor, is that on top of having our uh, yearly recurring guests for Valentine's Day, Miss Jack Jones, who owns a uh, sex shop uh, called Sugar that we should invite you on as well. Yes, because I have some very interesting views about sex and um, everything sexually explicit. It's not just marriage because I, I've i been married. I'm divorced. Um, I've been divorced for 10 years. Um, and um, <laughs> But following that, um, my marriage wasn't, it wasn't as intimate and as much sex as I would have liked, but we didn't start out with sex. We, we waited until we got married. We didn't kiss or anything like that. Um, We tried it. I would never do that again. Um, (laughs) You got, you gotta, you gotta test drive it before you buy it. I mean, and it's not that the sex was good. We actually had sex probably every single day after we got married for at least a month and a half. But it was so much to where it wasn't like I enjoyed it anymore. It felt like a task and a duty versus a pleasure. And then it wasn't a lot of um, in order for a marriage um, to be really vibrant, you have to do a lot of kissing, a lot of, you know, things that lead up to sex that make you aroused throughout the course of your days. Because if not, then sex, then when it's time for sex, it's just like, okay, this is all he want, you know, or all she wants because women can be very sexually aggressive as well. Um, and so, but if you are smacking your wife on the ass and, you know, kissing her and doing things that leads up to it, then she looks forward to the sex um, versus it being a chore. So um, after that, after experience, everything that I experienced, I thought my vagina was broken for a while. <laughs> we wasn't having sex. So when I got. But why was my, it on you? Why couldn't his dick be broken? Okay. Or his mojo. Just, why, why, why couldn't he have just lost his mojo? Well, what I realized after divorce is that he was on porn and I was watching porn, but we was doing it separate. Um, and I think that that's something that should be done together. Like, because you get to experience arousal together, you see what each other like, what y'all are into, um, what interests you. And then you're able to either role play or experience your own thing, because, you know, you might watch something that you're not necessarily into, um, but it arouses you and, you know, it's different for every person. So, that made me start um, exploring for myself. Okay, so when I get married again, I, I want to be out the chain. I want to do shit that I didn't do in my first marriage. 
Um, okay. And I want to, so I have to marry somebody that's on my level when it comes to that type of foreplay and all of those things. And again, the sex with my ex-husband was not bad, um, even though we waited, even all of those things, but we didn't have a friendship. So without a friendship in a marriage, then you're just going through the motions. You argue. You're not speaking for weeks at a time. It's a foundation. Yeah, it, the you're having a friend is everything. So at this point in my life, I won't even date somebody that I don't think that I could just be cool with. Like we can, we need to be able to go hang out and not have beef with each other. Because I mean, literally on my honeymoon. We were fighting like he was storming off like he had a temper problem. So he would get mad and storm off and stuff. And so it was just a lot. I, for a while, never wanted to get married again. I was just cool with like, I just want somebody that I can. I have my stuff. He has his stuff. We come together and we share everything together. Like, because you don't have to get married for for a lot of people. The certificate of marriage is the breaking point. It, it starts to um, challenge the marriage. I don't know what it is about it, but a lot of people struggle after marriage because they feel like they're obligated versus I'm choosing this person. I love this person every day because I just love this person. And that's right. how marriage should be. Right. So you you must have a bunch of interesting stories about a lot of different things i do <laughs> i mean not not just on your front since you uh listen to a lot of marriages and and mm -hmm. a, a lot of individuals that uh come in for i guess uh sex education or maybe uh to learn more about themselves you you've probably heard some weird stories there are a lot of different stories um there is a more of just me making sure that i cover all the bases so i have some sexually explicit content that i haven't really uploaded yet i wanted to put it on um a paid for service where people subscribe to that but Thank now you. i'm just like maybe i should just allow people to be exposed to some real ass shit like for real well if you like, want to expose people to some real ass shit i'm gonna uh give you an invitation to our saturday night podcast uh whenever you want to come in we'll make the uh episode solely about whatever topic you want to talk about sure you would be very uh maybe surprised but maybe not um, it's I very late night, so it could be as explicit as you need it to be. We, we yeah, go I, on at 11.30 because we got uh, two people that are on it. They're in the West Coast. Okay. So 11.30 to usually like 1 in the morning, and we're just there, and we just talk a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, I, I believe in Polly. I believe in, okay. you know, whatever makes people happy. So believing in Polly and how I got to that point um is is challenging for people who have a strict monogamous relationship foundation now how did you get to poly how well, did you get I, to uh accept it into your life well i don't know if you accept it into your life but you uh are a, a firm believer i i am a firm believer of it so it started with me trying to figure out okay what breaks marriages up and what would be the breaking point for me if i was to get married again and normally the problem is cheating or finances um, because I'm financially stable on my own. I don't think that that would be a problem for me, um, but cheating is a problem. And my mindset became, okay, 
if I was going to, if I ever fell in love with a male whore and he just could not keep his dick in his pants, then what would I do? How would I handle that? Like, if you're really in love, it's hard to to be in love and just leave a person, especially just for cheating. Because I cheating isn't necessarily enough for me to leave. It is disrespect. It is lies and all of those things. So when I started thinking about what Polly meant, um, well, I was actually very uncomfortable with it at first because um, it's not the norm. And then as I started talking about like um, Adam and Eve, and then the first thing that I thought about was chess. It used to be two queens in chess. Now it's only one. Um, And so a lot of the things that they give us is conditioning us to see it only the way that they want us to see it. But so Adam and Eve were not alone. From the stories presented, Adam had another wife. But if when you look at the rib cage, the rib cage is two parts. It's not just one sided, you know, like if you took out one rib on one side, it's going to be a, 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 a rib, rib that's, <laughs> that's hanging over. So I started looking at that and then it just made me think about, then I started thinking about Abraham um, when he wanted to have a baby and Sarah couldn't conceive at first. They went and they found somebody to help them with the process. So technically he had two women at his disposal. And Either then, that or he uh, hired the Kardashian surrogate. Right. Um, but <laughs> But even with that, um, there there were always um, in royal families, there's always a lady in waiting. A lady in waiting is really technically a concubine, which belongs to the woman. But I'm sure that it's more to it than just her having an assistant on the side. So when I started looking at all of the, the history And then how it kind of changed over the years, it kind of just blew my mind. And so I was very uncomfortable. And then I started following a couple of people. Um, There was a guy, two two wives and one husband, and he had two women that kind of favored each other, but they were intimate. Um, They were bisexual and they both was with him. Now, at the time, only one of them had a baby. And the picture that they used to promote was the girlfriend kissing the wife's belly while she was pregnant and him being there also. So as I started exploring the thought of it, I started finding people that lived this life and they were okay with it. And then that kind of made me um, understand how people are okay with it. And then I just kind of got exposed to more and more and more um, about the poly world. So that's how I Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's how I came to um, being at, okay with it and recommending it for some people because um, if you're going to be with a man and y'all arguing about sad pieces, then you might as well go and find you somebody that you can get along with and, you know, build a relationship so that you don't have to be worried about him chasing tail when you already, if he's not home, you know where he at because you've picked out somebody that you know isn't going to try to break up your home. They're not going to be messy. It's going to be somebody that you can actually communicate with. Right. You're cutting out the middleman, essentially. Yeah. Now, could you explain to the audience exactly what Polly is for those who think it's just a walking orgy? 
So it is not, listen, I've started following a lot of groups. I don't practice poly, but as a life coach and a sex coach, that is something that I needed to be familiar with so that I can really tell people from an understanding and not from um, a narrative of the outside looking in. So right, you have poly, your right. So poly is really, um, so it can be one man with two wives and they actually build a relationship. What I like about it is that it's a communicative um, relationship. So you're not hiding a person from the person that you're with. It is a open dialogue. Hey, this is what I want. This is what we're doing. And y'all, we are all in this together. So you're working as a team um, to build a solid foundation. Um, a lot of people think that it's just um, a husband looking for two women, but there is, I know at least one person, I actually know more than that, but there is one person for sure that I know that has, I think she might have three husbands. I mean, she they're not all legally married because you can only literally marry one person, but she right. has more and they all live together. They all travel together. I mean, so it is whatever kind of floats your boat. Now, there is a lot of people um, in groups, I'm on a lot of Facebook groups, where they are, there are couples that, that are hunting for women that are just open and bisexual, and then, you know, they dismiss Some them. Some of them on the, on the internet are a little creepy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, you, you run into a lot of everything. So, a couple of uh, months ago, I actually kind of got invited to a swingers-like party that i mean it was like a it's, they you call got it the upside stuff. down invitation or the upside down pineapple invitation so it was a it was a pool party I, I all summer i said i was gonna go to pool party so i went to this pool party and i had no idea what i was getting myself into <laughs> i'm be honest with you but when i got there um there was a guy naked in the pool so i'm thinking like oh my god why is he naked but nobody is tripping so i can't trip i can't somebody you know, had too much to drink <laughs> and, and that's what I was thinking like what is going on but then because nobody else was reacting I'm figuring like this is just has to be what it is so I ended up leaving and coming back and then this I met a guy and he's like you know they have a play party afterwards and I'm like what is a play party I've never been to one of these things before but then when he explained it to me it dawned on me that when I went to use the bathroom several times I kept seeing beds everywhere but I didn't pay no attention because you know I'm clueless right so when the actual pool party part was over in the house afterwards everybody goes in and if you pay for it you go in and you have sex i mean like now i didn't participate in the sex but i did watch for a while and literally there no are, judgment if you did i mean of course not from you probably but i didn't participate <laughs> um, but because it was my soul as a person that watches you're called a voyeur so i was a voyeur and the guy that i met he was like i'll take you in i'll kind of show you what goes on and he was really nice cool gentleman and he literally was holding my hand and i had to have on my swimsuit i couldn't have on full clothes but literally watched a guy um and some i mean like one guy was in there kind of watching and because he was a single man, they made him leave. But then he went back and he was eating coochie. And it, I mean, they was like, really, <laughs> it was really like a orgy type of thing, but it, it blew my mind. 
because I never, I didn't, I didn't expect to go to that. But when I went, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what did I get myself into? But I'm a sex coach. So I got an excuse to stay. Right. You have to do your research. Right. Right. Get research. What? Good research. <laughs> um, wow. I, that threw me off. Okay. <laughs> great. Great. Believe story. me, it threw me off too. <laughs> so, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. So that's how I got into the sexual realm, but I really enjoy sex. I've always liked sex. So I like talking about sex. Um, I, I like giving head. So I I like talking about, and I be, I I had this one episode where I'm like, you know, it's no way you get fire ass head and you kiss your kids in the mouth. Like I I don't kiss my kids (laughs) in the mouth because I know that when I'm sexually active, I, I I'm not, I don't, it just, but yeah, so. Right, no, I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, me and my wife were having that conversation the other day. The same conversation we're, we were just having, the topic that you just brought up. Yeah. My, so. my 13-year-old in the studio over there, and uh, <laughs> I don't want to bring up what it what it was, but right, right, exactly right. what you just touched on is what uh, we were discussing. Kind of, yeah, uh, but right. this is because I, I see women and men kiss their kids in the mouth, but I'm like, don't you be second? Don't you give it? I mean, I know you give head. I mean, maybe it ain't fire. Maybe you don't have it. You don't be everywhere. But listerine don't cover everything. It, yeah. Right. I got you. And especially <laughs> if you have multiple partners. Right. Now, uh, that's where I was getting at. So, like, do you uh, recommend people getting into a, a poly relationship straight away? Or do you just go into it? Is is there a way to ease into it if you've been together for a long period of time? I, I don't think that there is a recommended way. It's just if, if that is something that you are open to, then you have to have that conversation with your mate and decide what you want to do. Because there are um, women couples that seek other women. There are... Um, I'm in a group right now where it is people that are couples, but the woman is looking for somebody solely for herself and her husband just wants to watch. Now, is it going to stay that way? Who knows? Like it, they may get curious one day. It's not going to stay that way. <laughs> He's but, not going to stay uh, there watching. I mean, eventually I would think that he would eventually want to take part, but that's the way they present it. So um, it's really what I like about it is the, open communication i would want if my if i got married again or got into a serious relationship and he wanted like saw somebody like that was just like look babe i just I, I, before i go and lie or cheat or try to hide it i would rather come to you with it i would rather a person do that because of the communication is what i like about poly it's not cheating it's look babe this is what i want to do and I'm coming to you so that we can come up with a plan to do it together. So um, it's really about communication. So once you communicate, then the hardest part is going places where you can find people who are into that. So I would suggest lifestyle parties, but not just picking up people or going to swingers clubs and picking up people because you might pick up somebody that has um, ulterior motives and they're seeking to um, get in where they fit in and trying to X you out versus actually, right. you know, wanting to Home just be a, right more than a, a participant. Now, how do you 
how do you even bring that up to your uh, children? Because obviously you don't do it when you're still in the early stages. You want to do it when you found somebody that you want to integrate into your family. How, how do you bring that to especially older kids? I would suggest um, introducing them as a friend. Um, so the way that I would be Polly is if, okay, so I had a hysterectomy a couple of years ago. The only way that I can have a child is if I get a surrogate. But if I got a surrogate personally, I wouldn't want somebody to carry my child and then no longer be in my child's life. So I would have to pick somebody that I would be able to have around my family forever. So when my children are a little bit smaller, I kind of, they want brothers and sisters. All kids want more kids around. So I kind of explained to them, like, you know, mommy can't have any more babies. So the only way that I would be able to do that is to bring somebody else. Like I would have to get a woman to carry the baby. And now she, um, Amy, and they understood, but I'm like, so she might stay here forever. Like she's going to be around. <laughs> so it was kind of um, one of those type of conversations. Right. I can't tell you what would be good for you in your household or your children because everybody's children are different. Some are a little bit more advanced. Some they're gonna catch on anyways. You know what I'm right. saying? But I would definitely um, wait until the relationship is solid to introduce your kids to them and then kind of ease it in. That's your friend. That's you know it may be a special friend. That may be how you describe it. But um, I am one that would not necessarily want to be intimate in front of my children, um, especially starting off. And then as they grow up and aren't around, I mean, kids are not as dumb as we think they are. So they'll pick right. up well, on it. <laughs> they, they sure do. Now, uh, being a marriage counselor, do you have to kind of integrate the children into the, the conversation from time to time? It depends on what the situation is. Um, if it's a situation involving children directly that, you know, sometimes um, people come in with bonus children and blending families can be difficult. So if it's about blending families, then yes, you definitely want to try to incorporate the children's or consider the children in the conversation. But if it's um, with new parents, I really try to... Um, help new parents understand how difficult it is to be married and have children because children put a strain on your marriage. They need you. And then you have to have time for yourself, but then you also have to have time for your mate. So it is always good to try to not necessarily get the children involved where they don't need to be involved and in conversations they don't need to be a part of, but making sure that um, they see healthy communication and relationship skills because they are learning from everything that we do speaking of healthy communication and relationship skills when is the best time to have the conversation about marriage counseling as soon as you really before you get married um while you're married it shouldn't be only when there's a problem but if you find yourself having communication difficulties if you find yourself feeling uneasy and you're not able to talk to your person, then you definitely want to bring somebody in to try to help you better communicate because problems happen. It's not really cheating. It's not really finances. It's really communication because communication makes you go cheat. If you can't talk to your person or you're walking on eggshells when it's time to have deep conversations or any conversation, then you're likely to seek somebody outside of the relationship to talk to 
that it's easier to talk to and then it leads from one thing to another and um, even with finances, a lot of times it's not the finances that's the problem. It's not being able to talk about the finances that leads to problems. So it's always good to have somebody that's unbiased, not a family member necessarily, because, you know, if you piss a family member, if a family member um, gets offended when your spouse or your significant other is over it, that family member is normally going to hold on to whatever that offense was even if you guys have moved on. So they'll be walking around with a grudge and mad because you staying or you putting up with when um, if you go to somebody that's outside unbiased, then they're more likely to tell you something based on skill, understanding and compassion versus their feelings. So, but then it's also very important to go and seek help from people that are healed is there are a lot of people that are married and miserable. There are a lot of people that are just going through the motions. So if you go to the wrong person thinking that they're going to tell you something good, they might tell you something bad based off of their own hurt or their own misjudgment or their own um, sorrows versus somebody that is happy and content within their own life and can tell you from a place of being whole and healed and at least positive you know because some people are just negative most of the world unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) well i I don't want to keep you for too much longer i do want to thank you again for coming on but before uh we get there i want to tell you two things one don't go nowhere after i end this show we got a little bit of talking to do on the side and um what what is your your favorite thing about uh what you do Um, My compassion um, is probably my favorite thing and my ability to be very objective and just really helping people. Um, I've helped people that's not necessarily having problems. Um, I've helped people plan dates and get the spark back. That's what my real goal is. Um, My thing is I help happily people become happier and miserable, miserably married people to separate and find their own individual happiness. So it's about making sure that people are really and truly happy because again, there are a lot of people that will go through the motions and they'd be so scared because of stability issues, codependency and all these other things that they won't even seek fulfillment. And sometimes people don't have to get a divorce. Sometimes they just need to figure out how to be more purposeful in their own life so that they can bring more into the marriage. Wow. Uh, Could you leave the viewers with a message of inspiration? The, The very message that I always give is understanding yourself and your purpose is the foundation to everything. If you want to be happy in your marriage, in your job, You have to get to know yourself and you have to understand who you are, understand what made you who you are, your core issues. That means um, you might have to take time and look at the environment that you were raised in, what shifted your thinking, because a lot of people aren't who they truly are. They are uh, disappointment and defense mechanisms 
on top of defense mechanisms and then you keep you know stacking on defense mechanisms and then now you're a totally different person now you can't find the fulfillment that you would want to have because of the things that have hurt you or changed you and then the other part is really truly self-acceptance because a lot of people change because people told them no you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't be like this but everything that you are is truly who you need to be. Now, you may need to get control over your temper. You may need to understand how and when to use certain aspects of who you are as a person. But there is nothing about you that is an accident. Is nothing about you that is really a mistake. There are no mistakes. There are only lessons. So every time that you think that, oh, man, I messed up or, you know, I've made this mistake. No, it's not a mistake if you can find a lesson. Even in hurt, there's positivity in it because if you can learn from something that hurt you, then that thing won't have the same effect on you because now you will see it in a different light. You will see it in a more positive view because, okay, I learned this from that incident. Even though that thing was hurtful, I've learned how not to get in that position again. I've learned how to reconsider how I handle things. I've learned to identify red flags or things that I should watch for so that I never make the same error or go down the same path twice. So if you don't like something that you experience, change how you experience. You are in control of your life. Even if you trust and put everything in God's hands, you got to make the final decision. God is not deciding for you. You have to carry out whatever it is that you desire to do. Right. Very well said. Thank you again for coming on and blessing us with your uh brilliant brilliant uh way of looking at things and your very interesting stories we're gonna uh definitely talk in just a second i, I want to uh see if we can set some more stuff up i'll be right with you don't go nowhere let me close out for the viewers okay no problem thank you again you see, I told you, we have great guests for you every week. This is why you got to tune in live. And if you don't tune in live, you can always catch it in the archives, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, when I stop being lazy and put all these goddamn episodes out. But what you need to do is listen to Dr. Casey. And if you want to uh, uh, get her uh, audio books so you can listen to Dr. Casey, what you're going to want to do is go to Barnes & Nobles. You'll find her uh, books under Casey Winslow. You see she got all uh, seven books here. And it's very fitting. She got a, a book for every uh, degree she got back there. Very fitting. It's the seven rings. It's her infinity gauntlet. And don't, don't, because I know how many infinity stones there are, all right? Well, don't, we won't go there. But like I said, go get Dr. Casey's books, uh, tune in to Dr. Casey's podcast, and uh, be sure to look her up on social media, on Instagram. We'll go all the way back up so we can, uh, there we go, Speaking Freedom on IG. Hit that follow button. And wait, because she's coming out with her uh, paid-by-content uh, exclusives. So definitely, definitely wait for that. And wait for us, because we're coming back tomorrow night in the break room. We're talking about masculinity. How did we phrase it? Where is my phone? Oh, 
Why? When we can just go to Instagram and show you. That's what all these visuals are for, by the way, aren't they? Yes, they are. That's why I pay for it. Masculinity, the social expectations of being a man. Yes, you can tell. Very Tallinn oriented that topic. So stay tuned. We're going to be in the break room tomorrow. And as always, we are brought to you by the good people at Heaven's Pantry with their amazing vegan brownie, the Excalibur. And uh, do you even dizzle, bro? Get you a bottle of dizzle because all we do on this side is dizzle. Remember what Dr. Casey said. Know your aces, know your trigger, your triggers, and most of all, know yourself because you don't know shit unless you know yourself. Oh, and know your partner.